when you are an editor, you you are learning to be a better director, and when you're a director, you're learning to be a better editor. So it's very it's in the same in the same like how say it's same path. I would say. Welcome to the Dead Harvey Podcast. This is Brad Paulson, and this is the place for independent horror filmmakers and fans. Today we have. Fatty Jeanbart. Welcome to the podcast, Fatty. Did Thank I, you. Did I say Thank your, you your first today. name right? Yes, you did. Okay. The third time is a charm. <laughs> we did some practice ones before this. You did. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Well, today we're going to be talking about, this is very cool because uh, you are an editor and you have a pretty cool history. So we're going to get into that. And then we're going to be talking about the movie that you worked on recently from Death, oh, Till Death Do Us Part, uh, made by the producers mm-hmm. of Final Destination. Those movies yep. are fantastic. That plane scene that Devin Sawa goes out and warns people about in the first movie. Every time yep. I take a flight, that goes into my mind. I'm saying, should you rebook or get a different ticket or just drive for three yeah. days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very, it was very famous. Actually, brand in uh, even in my home country, it was mm-hmm. very famous too. So when I, when I knew like who's writing this this film, it's mm-hmm. the same guy from Final House. I was like, okay, you know what? <laughs> I would like to work with this. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the description of this one is kind of like a weird version of uh, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It's uh, after bailing on her wedding, a former bride-to-be must fight off her ex-groom and seven angry killer groomsmen in order to survive the night. That does remind mm-hmm. me of, like, did Snow White get herself in a bad situation? But this also reminds me of, it had elements to, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but it had elements of true romance, a little bit of that in there. A little bit of one of my favorite movies, Very Bad Things, as well, too. Mm, okay. Okay. I did, yeah. I did notice yeah. some music cues from, from True Romance in the beginning of it. Yeah. Where, um, where Patricia Arquette does the opening narration. It has that little uh, that music in the background. Uh-huh. That seemed yes. either very similar to this one, or it may have been the same song. But, it, yeah, it drew me back to that. It's very similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, it's, very, it's very cool, actually. Especially in this film, it's not like tradition horror movie it's everything it has horror uh thriller uh action comedy um it was it was very cool like to have these every all the genres in the same film you know yeah absolutely and now you Mm -hmm. have a a really interesting background because you were born and raised in egypt right yes so yeah where a lot of people go from like Iowa or um, Ohio to get into the business, you went all the way from mm-hmm. Egypt. So tell me about how uh, filmmaking got into your blood and what made you decide to take the journey here. So first of all, I wanted to be a filmmaker um, since I was a kid. Since the first time I watched a um, very famous movie called Jurassic Park. Steven oh, yes. Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And I was like, everyone was fascinated with, with the world and everything. But uh, for me, I was like, who did this? Who created this world? And I began to watch a lot of Steven Spielberg films and actually he's my favorite, of course. Uh, and then I began like, okay, to watch a lot of movies and begin like to think about uh, anything like wrong with the edit or acting or mm-hmm. these kind of things. As a kid, you know, I was just playing. Uh, and then after graduating from high school in Egypt, I decided to come here and study filmmaking. So I came here, I started filmmaking, I started in New York Film Academy in Los Angeles, uh, here, and after this I began working. <laughs> oh, awesome. I, directed, I directed like a lot of short films, I went to film festivals, 
the red went to film festivals was uh, marked in the Cannes Film Festival in 2018, and um, uh, I directed another short film after, and then I I edit uh, Studio City. It's an Emmy Award TV show, Studio City, with the same director of Tell That Do Sport, um, Emmy Award uh, winning uh, Timothy Woodward Jr. And then after this Studio City season one and two, I edit this film with him. Oh, awesome. Okay. Very cool. simple. Yeah, very quick. Yeah. Introduction. Did, did you ever have like, so So when you were going through your whole journey of here and getting here and like trying to find work here, did you ever have any moments that were like, oh, damn, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should head back or maybe I should get into something different? And what was it that made you kind of stay and stick it out? Well, of course, you sometimes you have these moments, especially for in this industry. It's very tough. It's very competitive and everything uh sometimes I, I would say like not hitting back uh i like here i like i like working with in hollywood here and everything and i like the culture here i like living here too and um so i i didn't think like i would go back or something but to change the career or something of course in the beginning you don't know you don't know what you want to do you don't know if you're good enough these kind of things so of course you don't know you know so of course yeah some some moments my past so <laughs> yeah yeah awesome <laughs> i'm glad you yeah i'm glad you stuck it out and that you're working and that seems to be the thing is like if people just stick it out long enough yeah. you know, eventually something cool is going to happen but it sounds exactly like you, how long did you start getting work after you graduated so actually i was you'd be surprised though since i was a student i was working a lot and this in this time of course they were not really paying students now i, I think by law you need to pay students on set and everything. So I did everything on set. I was grip, PA, uh, AD, uh, sound, DP, everything, everything you can even imagine. Uh, because I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to know everything. Of course, my my passion is I want to be a film director, but in the same time, I want to learn everyone's doing what to know yeah. everything. So I worked since I was a student and then after graduating, I worked a lot after. Yeah. So, awesome. See, I think editing is a is one of the biggest, if not almost the biggest component of filmmaking, because half of the movie is made when you shoot it, and then the other half is made when you edit it. So how how important do you think it is for people that are getting into filmmaking that want to be directors to learn editing first? I think it's very important, actually. Um, I, I, I didn't think about it uh, when I began like editing. I was like, um, no, I don't know if this is the right way for me and this stuff. But of course, after after I got in, I, I enjoyed it and everything, and I learned a lot because to be to be an editor, when you are an editor, you you are learning to be a better director, and when you're a director, you're learning to be a better editor. So it's very it's in the same in the same like how say it's same path. I would say not very the same path, but you know what I mean. Like you will take the best cut you will take the best uh shot you will take the best take you will take and everything I, I always say it don't get me wrong everything is naked in front of me you're hearing everyone between the sounds you're hearing what what the director is telling this this actor this actress right so you are learning while you're editing and this is the best way to direct later you know and you have you have you have very good relationship with the director of course because you're sitting in post-production with him every day or her every day so you're learning, you're fighting with him, you're laughing with him, you're doing everything with him for months. So, of course, this is how you can be better in what you're doing and director or, or editing or in the film industry. 
Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's mm-hmm. fantastic. So I am wearing yeah. this um, this Hawaiian shirt here as a tribute to Jason Patrick for being in this movie. This movie has a great cast. Um, I've always loved uh, Jason Patrick as an actor. There's something, there's something about him that has such a like an incredible screen presence. Whole cast in this movie is great, and I could see where you could have like a lot of um, a lot of the actors were probably improving. I don't know if that's true or not. But how much liberty do you have as an editor in this situation? With like picking something that's not in the script, uh, like cast them. You mean? Oh, as far as in like uh, like, like lines of dialogue they use that are different from the script. Oh, no, yeah, I was I was using a lot of lines, of course, uh, that they were doing. But like talking about Jason Patrick, for example, it he was very smooth person to edit because he's he's very like he's one of the best actors in this film, and 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 it was very easy. I would say to to cut his lines and these kind of things. And he probably yeah. knows when to. He's because he's, he's been in the business so long. He probably can anticipate oh, yeah. like when you're probably going to cut on something or so when pause between yeah. lines. Or, yeah. yeah, 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 one hundred percent. I mean, also not only Jason Patrick. I mean, Nat- Natalie Byrne, for example, the lead actress. She was very easy also to edit. She was very good. Uh, she did all the the action scenes by herself. Maybe like two two things like it was not her, but. Everything was her. She's very good. She's she was a ballerina, so it was she was very flexible and everything, and very fast. Uh, we had uh, Orlando uh, Orlando Jones was very good too. Uh, we had uh, Pantru Moller, uh, the the funny guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of little people. He's he's fantastic. Cam, Cam Gigante, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was in Twilight, and then also, um, what was the movie that I watched recently? Oh, Violent Night. Violent Night is awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember this one. I remember this one. Yeah, so this movie, yeah. now, now the, you know, this is, well, okay, this is what I appreciated on this, watching it as an audience member, is that the fight scenes did not feel like they were speeded up. So uh, my question to you is about like fight scenes seems like they would be one of the more difficult things to edit in a movie like this. So yes. what kind of challenges did that present to you and how did you uh, how did you fix them? Well, uh, the fight, the fight scene, especially because also we had I don't know if you watch a movie, but we yeah. had mm-hmm. we had music all the time. You remember that yeah. we had mm-hmm. old music and everything. So this was very tough because sometimes you go to classic music and at the same time they are fighting, or sometimes you go to the to the like very hip hop like music or something mm-hmm. like this, or rock or something like this. So what I did is I did my best in the action action moments, the action sequence is cu- cutting them without even dialogue, without any. I just put a music, whatever it is. I, I didn't know that we'll put this music or no, but I just put the music and I was just cutting it. It's something like Michael Bay doing it, like action action moments and these kind of things. And it really helped me because as if like I'm editing a music video, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And if you if, if you can notice like some wides and, and angles, it's literally like, like the dance between the groom and, and the bride. It's very music video style. Yeah. I I wanted to do this way, like music video and this stuff. And of course, Tim Timothy Woodward Jr. He wanted to do like the same. He told me how how he wanted and everything, and we worked together. And it was it was like that. Yeah. Cool. I think that's great. I think that's great. So you put like you put a song to it, and then you feel like kind of what essentially the mood is going to be like when you yeah. edit it, and then you can basically time the edits based on that. Yeah, because it does go back and forth between kind of different moods, and they're not necessarily like a great movie as a sales pitch for a marriage, uh, but. But that's okay. Marriage has yeah, right. Marriage seems yeah, yeah, to have yeah. uh, more drawbacks than it did before. Uh, yeah. 
What was also what I also appreciated about it is the fact that they explained why she was so trained. Now, I don't want to give anything away about why she, mm-hmm. she was so trained, but they mm-hmm. explained why there's a reason why she's so deadly in this and why the people that she faces off against with are so yeah. deadly as well, too. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. if a bride's going to say, like, you know what, I don't feel like getting married today, let's call it off. Uh, the groomsmen are probably just going to say, like, well, let's just go, like, bowl a few frames or um, go see a movie or uh, get a couple yep. drinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But this explains well, this, you know why. <laughs> this why explains all this. <laughs> yeah, why the the, the till death do us part thing incorporates more than just the bride and the groom in this movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. True. The movie actually was not called Till Death Do Us Part. It was uh The Groomsman. But after this oh, it was, changed, uh, so, so the original title was The Groomsman? The Groomsman. I mean, when, oh, okay. when the script came to me, it was mm-hmm. The Groomsman or uh Bride Runaway. Oh, oh no runaway kidding. bride! Sorry, runaway bride! Sorry. Oh, runaway bride! Yeah. Runaway bride too. Runaway with, bride uh, or the groomsman. sequel with more gore than the Julie Roberts. I know. Version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it made sense. I mean, when when people watch it, it made sense in the end. It's still that those sports. So, what is what do you think is the the best kind of editing software to use all around? Oh, that's very tough. <laughs> it depends. I would say it depends. I I work on every all all the softwares. I work on uh, um, uh, Premiere, Avid, uh, Final Cut, uh, DaVinci. I mean, these are the four mm-hmm. top. I would say uh, I work on everything. So it depends on the project. It depends on the the director. Sometimes the di- directors like like no, I want to be on Premiere. I want to work on Avid, whatever it is. Uh, I'll be like, okay, sure, I mean, whatever. Uh, anything would help me working and doing the best for the project itself, I would do it. So there is nothing, there's no, like, I don't think there's an editor who will say like, oh yeah, only Abbott or mm-hmm. only Premiere, only something like this. I would say, especially nowadays. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. What is the, what is the most common software that you've seen used or? Abbott. Abbott. Okay. Okay. Avid, I mean, when, when we, when we learned in film school, it was Abbott. Um, we, as like editors, I would say we like Avid, <laughs> but yeah. it depends also, uh, still it depends. But yeah, I think, I think that big studios, they are using Avid. Oh, that's interesting. Cause it's kind of, yeah. everything kind of seems to have branched off of that though, right? Cause wasn't Avid one of the very first, um, kind of non-linear editing platforms that yeah. was, that was created. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but also it depends. It depends on the project. Like if music video, maybe I'll not go for Avid. Maybe I'll go for Premiere or Final Cut mm-hmm. or I mean, you know, it's or commercial or something. Avid, Avid. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah. if you're going to be an editor, you got to know Avid, basically. Yeah, if you're going to be a professional. Editor. I I think if you want to if you want to be like professional editor, you you need to know everything, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Avid is yeah number one, I would say. Yeah. In my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. Yeah, th- yeah. This is yeah. This is all kind of subjective. What do you think is the most? Well, what do you find the most enjoyable to work with personally? Like that, just kind of is it Avid that works the best for you, or like user friendly? I, I guess I would say, or yeah. Using friendly, I would not say using friendly. But okay, okay. But uh, I love it. Since, yeah. Since uh, maybe maybe also this is personal for me because this is what I learned at school. Yeah. So maybe it makes sense that I will love the first thing that I learned. Because a lot of people actually began with iMovie. So they will go to yeah. Final Cut because iMovie is very close to Final Cut. So, you know, some, Premiere is very famous because the Adobe Suite and everything. So, I mean, I use After Effects too. So I use everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the important lesson there is to to know know everything that you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what did you take away from this movie that you didn't learn in other movies, or or what kind of experience did you gain from working on this movie till death do us part? A lot. Uh, <laughs> working uh, working with uh, Timothy. I mean, Tim- Timothy. Timothy is not only an Emmy award winning; he's a very good director and also. He's one of my mentors too, and he's my friend too. So it's like um, everything, like the relationship with him every day, it helped me a lot like to communicate right yeah. with uh, a director in his stage, you know, in his level. Uh, so communicating uh, helped me uh, with some um, action style, you know, uh, because he did before action, uh, action movies. Uh, helped me with, um, or say, um, a lot of things like tight time, for example. I didn't know that I can edit in in very like short time, and I did it, and it was it was okay. It was tough, but at the same time, okay, you know what? I can do it. These kind of things you you learn, and also you sometimes you surprise yourself. You know, surprise. Oh yeah, I I couldn't know that I can do this. I I couldn't know that I can work on After Effects. I worked on After Effects on on this project and the project before. So like, okay, yeah, wow, okay, I can do this. I can do that. You know what I mean? So it surprised me actually. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Did this movie use a different kind of? Um... Were there different editing programs that were put together when when you used this movie? Like, or yeah, there... we used we used different few. Yeah, we used few uh, softwares, um, and of course with with the and after this, after me, of course, the sound and the color. Other, I don't know their softwares. Maybe DaVinci for color and Pro Tools for sound. But in general, yeah, of course, we used everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Did you also go yeah. to um did you go to a specialized editing school as well too after your main film school or no 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 so <laughs> what happened is I I was on set as a DIT, uh mm-hmm. one of the sets as DIT. Um DIT is just transfer the footage and maybe sync. Maybe you have like the first cut if you're like fast or something. And after this, the DIT um I became the editor of this project and they liked my cut just like this. They liked my cut. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I will, I will go and I will begin path for editing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it will work. And while I'm, I was editing one of the projects after I was literally like reading about editing, reading about everything, you know, like, like what, what the best cut, what the, why, why this is bad, why this is good. What are the softwares like you the keyboard keywords and these kind of things to be fast uh and like they read the uh, uh books um, these kind of things um but i would say i was not really specific for editing at that school because it was filmmaking so we studied um directing screenwriting um uh cinematography uh editing producing so we we started everything but it was not like just editing or just directing but it helped me to study everything, basics and this stuff. I'm like, okay, I like this. I like that. I like this. And of course, because I worked a lot. So I'm like, okay, I like this and I don't like this. I will not do this. I will do that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, let's, um, yeah, it was, it was great speaking with you. And thank you for, um, thank you for giving us your time. Thanks so much.
And where do you have a website where we can check out uh, where people can check out some of your work or uh, just IMDb now? Okay. <laughs> just my IMDb. IMDb and also my Instagram. Just my Instagram now. Yeah, it's Fadi underscore Jimbart. Okay, great. Do you have anything um, that you're working on next or any kind of like independent projects you're thinking of making then, in the near future? So there is um, there are two actually two short films um, I'm going to edit uh, soon. Um, and there's a re- reality show I'm going to edit soon, and there's another short film I'm going to direct. So these okay. are the four projects that I'm focused on them right now. Okay, sweet. Uh, we've been speaking with Fatty Sean Bart um, <laughs> on the Dead Harvey podcast. He's the editor of Till Death Do Us Part and some other exciting projects. Check out his work on Instagram and look him up on IMDb. And thank you so much for talking to us. This is really cool to get an editor's perspective. Thank and you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Dead Harvard Podcast.